Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson, and it's so great to have you here with us on this Monday July 31st, 2023, the final day of July. And we've got a fun and exciting episode of the show for you today. It's a Mailbag Monday edition of the program as we get set for the start of fall camp with the Duke football team. We've got some Duke football mailbag questions that we want to answer with you with my good buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and written review. Your support means the absolute world to us when you do those things. Also, make sure that you watch the show daily on YouTube. Again, in August, a.k.a. tomorrow, we're back to putting out a show five days a week and really excited about getting back into the full swing of things. So a lot of good content coming your way. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Share the video with your friend and so much more. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. And I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Without further ado, let me bring on my very good friend, Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. Josh, I hope you're doing well, man, on the final day of July. Before you know it, football's right back. Yeah, August is, you know, gearing up uh, as the month. And so, yeah, we're one day away uh, from the month of August. Uh, Looking forward uh, to football season kick it off. And so, yeah, it's, it's warm here. I'm sure it's warm there. Uh, but, hey, that's summer in the South, right? No kidding. Absolutely. So let's get right to it. It's Mailbag Monday. Your questions were sent to us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Also had a couple of people sending us an email, LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com. And, again, appreciate all the questions that were sent to us. So, Josh, let's just kind of tackle them right away. Here's question number one for us today. Which freshman do you think could have the biggest impact this year for Duke football. Freshmen, so names that we're not as familiar with, who's going to be making an impact? I'm assuming they're they're referring to true freshmen. That's that's the way I'm taking it. So, um, so yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, you know, this Duke team returns, you know, 17 starters uh, on, you know, those on, on both sides of the football there. I think nine offensive, eight defensive, something like that. Uh, so there's a lot of starters returning. Uh, so there's, there's going to be, smaller windows for true freshmen last year for instance we knew vincent anthony and chandler rivers were both gonna start and or you know provide a lot uh on last year's team this year it's not so cut and dry um you know the wide receiver room apollo's cook's the only guy there that's a true freshman and that room is stacked running back room you got peyton jones who showed out really well in spring ball but let's face it there's a three-headed monster yeah, uh, in that running back room, that's that's probably going to be ahead of him. Um, no one necessarily in the secondary stood out. So where I'm going with this, I believe the defensive line. I believe there's going to be a continued rotation defensive line. There's two guys defensive tackle on the interior, Terry Simmons. Um, I, I could see Terry Simmons. You know, there there are four guys in the middle with Wesley Williams, Aeneas Peebles, and then Jamie on and, and Dwayne Carter. But I could see Terry Simmons. Uh, working his way into that rotation. And then Desmond Aladuje is a defensive end. Um, you know, we have Anthony Nelson and Michael Reese and Vincent Anthony coming back, among others. Um, RJ Oban, of course. Um, but I could see those two guys working their way in 
uh, to the rotation. I believe that's the best chance that we'll see a true freshman contribute this season. Which I'm looking forward to. As you said, it's it's a good problem to have that you have so many starters returning, so you don't have as many just home run picks in regards to a freshman walking in and getting a job right away. But uh, you got to rotate on the defensive line. So, yeah, look at – I think that's – kind of the room that you would have to go for is where are you going to see guys rotate a lot to give a lot of snaps to a freshman in order for them to make a big impact? Well, and this is also um, part of the fallout or whatever the result of the COVID year. I mean, Jamie on Franklin is back this season right. on a COVID year. Anthony Nelson is back this season on a COVID year. And so if those, if those natural, if those guys don't get that extra year of eligibility, we're definitely talking about these guys. You know, you've got uh, Jalen Calhoun back on a COVID year. You've got, you know, all these different guys. And so this is just kind of the natural flow and result of that extra COVID year, which, listen, I'm not complaining about, and Duke fans shouldn't complain about, uh, that these guys that have been here four or five years want to come back for another season. Uh, But it is going to – there's going to have to be some more realistic expectations with these young guys as they come in now because, you know, those rooms are a little bit more crowded than they would have been without the COVID year. All right, let's move on to our next one. It's a Mailbag Monday edition of the program. Again, send your questions. We'll answer them in future weeks, whether it be football or basketball, LockdownBlueDevils at gmail.com. Moving forward here, let's talk quarterbacks. How confident are you in the quarterback room behind Riley Leonard? So a lot of expectations for Leonard going into his uh, second season as a full-time starter. But I like this question, Josh. How confident are we in the guys behind him? Yeah, it's a great question. It's actually a question that I, I asked uh, both Coach Elko and Kevin Johns uh, in the spring. Um, and that, you know, basically was the question is, what does the progression look like? You know, how is Henry Beelan looking in spring ball? How is Grayson Loft as a true freshman looking in spring ball? And um, what we have heard from the coaches and what we observed as we were at spring ball is a much improved Henry Beelan. Henry Seems like the game is slowing down for him. He's making reads better. Um, he's got a cannon of an arm. He has a great arm. Um, and so I believe Henry, I, I do believe if if something, God forbid, but if something were to happen and Henry have to step in, or if even in the rotation, every now and then uh, Coach Johns decides to give Henry uh, you know, a series, I do believe you're going to see a little bit more of the run first a tad uh, with Henry. He's such a big guy. And he and he, uh, he he can let's put it this way: after he gets hit, he'll probably still gain two to three yards after contact. And so, I believe I believe we'll see a little bit more of that. As far as Grayson Loftus is concerned, I uh, had a slow start in spring a little bit. Just the the speed of of ACC Power Five football, <clears throat> trying to figure out the system under Kevin Johns, but it didn't take him long. It was two or three practices in, you started seeing Grayson Loftus really come into his own in the spring game. Yeah. You saw him connect with Apollos Cook uh, on a beautiful pass. And so all that to say, to answer that question, I mean, God forbid anything happened to Riley Leonard, but we do know we are playing football, right? Like Duke plays football, things happen. Um, I am I am more confident in that quarterback room uh, this season than I was last season, uh, for sure, because of Henry Beelan's progression. And then, listen, there's been true freshmen that have started at quarterback in the ACC before. It'll happen again yeah. if it gets down to that, to that. I mean, Grayson Loftus is ready. Uh, that's why he came to Duke. He didn't come to sit. He came to play. And uh, and so I think, you know, I guess at the end of the day, 
I'm a Kevin Johns guy. So I've got confidence. Whatever happens that comes out of that room, Kevin Johns hands on it. I'm confident with it. Yeah, the room's going to be making good decisions, that's for sure. And here's the best part. We've got Riley Leonard coming back as starter for another season, uh, which a lot of people are excited about. Let's talk a little bit more about that, Yeah, Josh. I want to say real quick, real quick, there is – I was actually just looking on the roster this morning. There's a fourth quarterback. Obviously, he's going to be just probably a practice guy. His name is Donald Tomlin. Uh, out of Columbia, South Carolina. Just noticed that on the website this morning, actually. So just, there's a fourth guy in the room, probably just a guy for practice and, and things like that. But there we is a that. fourth quarterback. All right. Well, let's take our first break of today's show. We'll be back with more Locked On Blue Devils in just a moment. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new hire can feel like such a big-time high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why you want to be 100% certain that you have the best access to qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you could quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs Number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions will apply. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, JJ Jackson alongside my pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. Very quickly, I'm going to put an uh, impromptu question here in our mailbag. Right. Something I teased in the open, Josh, but talking about the quarterbacks, just how confident are you in Riley Leonard as he gets set for his second season as a full time starter with Duke? Oh, man. Um, well, I mean, if the scale is one to ten, man, I'm, I'm a ten. I'm uh, I'm fully <laughs> I'm on the Riley Leonard. Yeah, I'm yeah. a fully I'm fully on the Riley Leonard hype train, and here's why: I really feel like he's down to earth. I feel like that he said this at uh, media days last week. Um, he he does literally let the game come to him. He reads the defense, and he makes decisions based upon that, and. He's a he's a good, very good reactionary player. In my opinion, when you have the ability to run like he can run, you have the ability to throw like he can throw, and you're rea- you're very good reactionary. I mean, you you're you're gonna be you're gonna be successful, and uh, and so I'm on the train. I don't know what his numbers will look like this year. We we know he's gonna face uh, some stout defenses uh, this season. Uh, but I've got all the confidence in the world uh, with Riley Leonard. I'm, I'm glad he's the guy under center uh, at Duke for sure. I can't wait to see what this year looks like for him because he's uh, put the bar pretty high with his performance that he had a year ago. And now how do you kind of build off of that if you're Riley Leonard going into this next season? That's something that we're going to be able to see. All right, let's move on to our next one. Looking at our questions here again, Mailbag Monday, LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com to email your questions or LO underscore Blue Devils on Twitter to send them to us that way. Which which game do you think the Blue Devils could pull an upset off in this year? If you're watching us on YouTube, of course, you could see that schedule scrolling across 
the bottom of the screen. And as we talked about last week, Josh, you were on the show right after ACC kickoff. And as you talked about last week, the schedule is much more difficult than it was a year ago. And yet Duke could still be a better football team this year than they were last year. So I really like this question. If you were to kind of look for an upset, where do you think Duke could make that happen? Yeah, so the first thing is, you know, which games will Duke be the decided underdog, right? That's that's where you have to start. And um, I believe I believe there are some 50-50 games. For instance, UNC, maybe NC State, Pittsburgh, those types of games. When we're looking at like a three three point either way, uh, you know, line, I'm not going to call those upsets. So I'm going to remove those Louisville. I'm going to remove those games. I believe there are three games this season where we will be the decided underdog. And so obviously that is week one, uh, the home game, Clemson Labor Day at Wallace Wade. It's week five, I believe, um, where we are uh, at home, Notre Dame uh, coming to Wallace Wade. And then I believe it's week eight, seven or eight in Tallahassee on the road, Florida State. Florida State, yeah. So I believe it's those three games. Um, As we break down those three games – um, you know, the, the, I believe the natural pick there and I believe the correct pick there would be Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame's gone through often some different offensive coordinator situations. Um, they just lost their strength and conditioning coach. Um, this past week, he had just signed a contract extension and then he got fired for something. So whatever that is, uh, so there's a little bit of upheaval there. Um, I'm not sure that, Notre Dame had as good of a season last year under Marcus Freeman um, as they had hoped to have. Uh, if you put Notre Dame on the field with Florida State, Florida State's decidedly better. If you put Notre Dame on the field against Clemson, Clemson's decidedly better. So for that reason, I believe Duke can and will, I guess I'll go ahead and say that, uh, pull that upset in week five uh, at home against Notre Dame. I like the pick. I really do. I, I think Notre Dame, the home games are the ones that you feel, but anytime you're looking at college football, that's why you got to look at the home games. And so Notre Dame is, is certainly one there. And it kind of sets us up for another question that we got in the mailbag. So we'll kind of go there uh, here next, Josh. And the question was, what is it going to take to compete with Clemson? Right out of the gates, Labor Day football game, Clemson, a team that a little disappointed with how they performed a year ago, Cade Klubnick is the guy. There's no more DJ drama in the quarterback room there for Dabo Sweeney's team. What will it take for the Stoop team to compete with the Tigers? Well, number one, it's going to take a 110% effort on the Duke side, and that is from the top down. That's going to be in game plan. Uh, that's going to be in scheme work. That's going to be on both sides of the football. It's going to be in special teams. This is going to have to be a game if Duke is going to win this game or even be, you know, there in the fourth quarter. It's going to have to be a game where we don't make any any, um, any just dumb decisions, right? So, like, okay, for instance, if there's a tip ball or a bang-bang play and there's an interception, okay, you can, you can deal with that. It's a game play interception. If it's a who was he throwing it at, there was a Clemson guy right there, you can't have those. Yeah. You know, you can't muff punts, right? You can't, you can't make a bad decision on a kickoff um, if you're going to win these types of games. Uh, you, you can't blow coverage, right? If, if they beat you one-on-one down the sideline, 
That is yeah. what it is. But you can't have busted coverage, right? You can't give them wide open uh, lanes in, in the secondary. And so um, that that's where it's got to be. Duke has to play – I'm not going to say a perfect game because there's no such thing. But Duke has got to play at 110%. And then you have to really hope and rely on the fact that while – it's obvious that TCU was an incredibly gifted offensive team last year, but bringing in the, the offensive coordinator, uh, K Klubnik, as good as he played towards the end of the season, when they did bring him in and play him at the end of the day, it's a brand new system for him. He's a, it, it, let's call it. He is a first year starter. It's the first game of the season. There's going to be a little bit of, you know, we got to get used to this, our timing, this and that. And so you got to hope that they make some mistakes, that they put the ball on the field a little bit and we yeah. cover the fumbles. There's a tip ball that goes in our favor, you know, that that kind of thing. Um, and so that's what it's going to take. It's going to take an absolute all effort on the Duke side from the top down, from, from Mike Elko and the coordinators down. And then you're going to have to hope that Clemson has a little bit of a, just just a slow start out the gate. You know, this is not the Chick-fil-A opening game where they're playing – you know, Auburn yeah. or, or, you know, something crazy like that. Uh, and so who knows, maybe there's a little bit, and I know Dabo is pushing hard for it not to be this way, but maybe there's a little bit of like shrugging their shoulders. Okay. It's Duke opening game. You know, we usually, we're usually, usually play in Oregon or Ohio state or somebody like that. Um, so that's all you can hope for. All you can hope for is Duke plays their best. Clemson stutters a little bit, trips a little bit out the gate and we'll see what happens. And we'll continue to talk about that game as Labor Day gets closer to us, that's for sure. So a yeah. final a final break, and then we've got a few more questions that we want to tackle here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, and we will do that in just a moment. Lockdown Blue Devils here today brought to you by our good friends over at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories – Head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits just right the first time around. Add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win with the right parts that are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items, only exclusions apply. Final few moments here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. What can we expect from the Section 17 podcast in the days and weeks to come. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow is August. Give us a little plug, man. Yeah, you can expect more, all right? So whatever we've been doing in the last three years, you can expect more of it. We've just added a new member of our team. His name's Tyler. He's going to be doing a lot of our more of our social media, like reels and content like that. We're going to try to bring you better game day video content. So what, is a, what does a game day look like in Durham, tailgating and all that kind of stuff? Uh, so we're going to be doing a whole lot more of that. Um, we are going to be announcing a, um, a new, a brand new sec segment or not even a segment, a brand new side of our podcast, 
that we can't even say anything about yet. We're waiting. Uh, we have to wait and let you know what that is. But that's going to be huge. It's going to be a way for you as fans to be involved and get even more content from us that you will not get anywhere else. And so we're looking forward to that. And then, um, you know, August the 13th, uh, Sunday at 2 o'clock, it's fan day. Uh, so if you're local or within driving distance, you can come to a 2 o'clock practice on Sunday, August the 13th. Stay for the practice, and then afterwards you get to go on the field, interact with the players, meet the players, take take pictures, and stuff like that. And so we'll be there for that. Um, and so come by and say hello. I love that. That's awesome. All right, so uh, let's keep moving. Talking about these questions that we've yep. got for uh, Mailbag Monday today on the program. Uh, find them more. We talked about a ten on the confidence scale for Riley Leonard a little bit earlier. This was a good question that we got on Twitter. Uh, where do you rank Riley Leonard amongst QBs in the conference? There's Jordan yeah. Travis out there. There's Drake May. There's Cade Klubnick, who we talked about a little bit earlier. People want to know, where do you rank Riley Leonard amongst QBs in the conference? Okay, so, you know, once again, being very honest, credit where credit's due, not going to be a homer here, even though, you know, I just said in the previous segment, my confidence level is at a 10 with Riley Leonard. Give me Riley Leonard and I'm good. Uh, but I do think being intellectually honest, um, Drake May is <clears throat> is the number one quarterback in, in the conference. No uh, question. You got to give him his due respect. If that guy was wearing dark blue, we'd be <clears throat> we'd be all over it, calling yes. for the Heisman Trophy. We'd be <laughs> we'd be. <clears throat> so Drake May is he's had great, two great seasons, um, just an incredible player. Jordan Travis. I mean, there's that clip from last year's Florida game where he escapes the rush. Uh, from like five different guys. I believe it's the Florida game. And he ends up rushing in for the touchdown. And like, it's incredible. Like, it is incredible. <clears throat> so I think you've got to go Jordan Travis at number two. Florida State is going to be a preseason top five team. He's their quarterback. <clears throat> he makes them go. You got to say Jordan Travis. Now, here's where I think you really get into the discussion. <clears throat> right now, it's really gone back and forth between Cade Klubnick at Clemson Riley Leonard at Duke. Um, and I'm, I'll, I'll just say this. I, I, Kate Klubnick may be a more talented quarterback than Riley Leonard. I do not know the answer to that question. All I know is last season we watched Riley Leonard be one of the best dual threat quarterbacks in the country, not just the ACC, in the country. In fact, was looking today, I believe it's Mike Farrell, has rated Riley Leonard the number 13 overall quarterback, or I think 13, overall quarterback in the country. Uh, heading into the season. And so because he's proved it last season, he started every game. He stayed injury free. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Riley Leonard as the third rated quarterback. Now, certainly there are some other guys that could break out and have a great season. Brennan Armstrong who's, is back reunited with his former offensive coordinator at NC state. Who knows? I don't know who's going to catch the football in Riley, yeah. but Brennan Armstrong is there. Mitch Griffiths, at Wake Forest, you know he is going into that system that tends to make quarterbacks look really, really good. Who knows? Uh, there, there, and there are many others. You know, uh, Yurkovic has made his rounds to another, another. I believe he's at Pitt now. Uh, so there's, there's all these different possibilities. But I think Riley Leonard is securely the number three quarterback in the ACC. 
Yeah, I mean, look, you talk about the kind of interconference movement of these quarterbacks. Sam Hartman leaves Wake Forest. Now he's going to be under center for the fight in Irish. And uh, you mentioned your COVID. All these guys on the move. I think top three, top five is kind of where we're settled on where we're ranking Riley mm-hmm. Leonard amongst quarterbacks in the ACC, which is a good problem to have. All right, let's let's uh, let's nail out these uh, last two questions before the end of today's show, Josh. So, speaking of the one, Mr. Drake May, do you like our chances of getting revenge on May in Carolina for what happened last year? Because if people do not remember, <laughs> if they just deleted it from their memory, boy, we uh, that, that was a heartbreaker. The definition of heartbreak in college football when Drake May and UNC were able to pull out kind of a last-second win. Yes, um, that was a heartbreaker. Um, If you were in Wallace Wade, you could feel it, the heartbreak. Um, To answer the question, I do believe that that Duke can come back this year and get that revenge. Um, I believe Duke is going to be a better football team than they were last year. I I think that's that's just the the facts, barring injury. Secondly, uh, I know UNC has recruited well. And all of those things, but they did lose quite a few players in that in that portal, and not just players, but contributors in the portal in the secondary, and and then you have uh, guys that are left for the draft. You got Downs and Williams that are now gone, and so at the end of the day, uh, Drake May is going to be throwing to some new guys. I know they got some transfers in, and they had recruited some guys. I'm not underestimating those guys one bit, but I can tell you this: Josh Downs is not going to be on the field yeah. this year. Uh, and that that guy was an incredible talent. He will be he will be a great NFL uh, wide receiver, and will find his his way there. And so I do believe Duke has a chance there. And I, I like historically. I mean, I think we go to Keenan and we play well at Keenan. Um, and so you know, I I'm not throwing. I guess I am throwing rocks here, but Keenan's not necessarily a home field advantage. You know, just to be honest with you. And so uh, it's not not a long drive. Duke gets over there and plays well. I think of the the two hand. Uh, the two-hand pass that turned into a pick six and, and others in the recent recent history where Duke has done really well there. And so I like our chances. All right. And then final question here, as we look at the 2023 college football season, next year a lot of change is coming in the sport. Texas and Oklahoma make their way over to the Southeastern Conference. We're seeing Colorado now moving uh, to the Big 12. We've got USC and UCLA making a big move over to the Big 10. So with that being said, the ACC has already kind of switched up the schedule a little bit, but like the rest of the sport, going to kind of walk away from this division format. You no longer have to remember if teams are in the Atlantic or Coastal Division following the season. Will you miss having divisions after this year, Josh? Well, number one, it's a complex answer. Okay, so okay. I, number one, I love the new schedule format. The okay. three, the th- uh, three, five, five. I love that. I love you play your three uh, teams every year. Permanent opponent. You rotate. Yeah. You rotate the five and five. I, I love that. I think that is wonderful. As a Duke person, um, what this has done, this sets up the fact that historically, let's say, and I'm not talking about the last three years. I'm talking about the last twenty years. Historically, the top two teams in the ACC have been Florida State and Clemson, right? Uh, and then kind of below them in that tier, you've got your NC States and your Pittsburghs and, and what whatnot. Um, and every now and then you'll have a team like Wake Bum up there. 
but that Atlantic division was a little more stacked than the coastal. Let's be honest. Miami was not up to par, has not been up to par. You know what I mean? Like Virginia tech has not played up to par and that was what the ACC wanted. So as far as the chances of Duke getting to Charlotte to play for the ACC championship, it's going to be more difficult now that there are no divisions. I believe Duke would have a much easier path to win the coastal one year than they are going to be to finish in the top two Fair. of the of the ACC. So that's my complex answer. I like it, but it makes it a, the road a little bit more difficult for a team like Duke, in my opinion. So you'll miss it. You'll miss kind of the division format. I will, but I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to miss you know playing. Uh, Pitt, Virginia, Virginia Tech every season. I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to miss that. Not yeah. going to miss that. It is Love nice the NC State. The right. NC State edition is going to be awesome. And there will be other teams that you just get to see more frequently. Like I right. think this is this is necessary. Like players should not go so long uh, without playing every other school in the ACC there in football. That's right. So big fan of that. Well, Josh, this was a whole lot of fun. A busy mailbag Monday here on the program as we get set for the start of fall camp. Uh, one more time, kind of give us a plug for Duke Football Talk and where we can find all the work. Yeah, for sure. You can find us online at dukefootballtalk.com. Uh, you can find us at all social channels at Duke FB Talk. And uh, if you're looking for our podcast, wherever you consume podcasts, you can look for Duke Football Talk or Section 17 Podcast. It'll pop up right there. As JJ mentioned, and as you ought to do right now uh, for Locked On, uh, whether you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, like, uh, anywhere you consume podcasts, rate and review, uh, both Locked On and Section 17 would greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for that, Josh. We'll see you again soon, okay? All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. That's my pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast joining us here on the show today. And that's going to do it for our program today. Coming your way tomorrow, we'll have more basketball conversations for you. John Shire, starting the month of August, he's got a coaching staff in place. What does that mean and more? We discussed that on Locked On Blue Apples. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.